Howdy, folks, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of Dead Pit Radio. I am Uncle Bill. And I am the creepy motherfucker, South Lake Drive. Uh. <laughs> what y'all doing, boss? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. The times there are changing, though, aren't they? Fucking uh, a rick of the dead, the father now. God, I saw that. That's just like, uh, that's just proof that the Lord has a sense of humor. Isn't that fucked up, though, to think about? It's probably yeah. as fucked up as me having a kid, really. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to start, like, taking pictures of his kid's shit. You mean of the literal shit? Yeah, of like his kid's, stuff? like, you know, he, that was one of his favorite things to do back in the day. It was like, I don't know if he still does that. Maybe he's grown up a little bit since then. But, yeah, he would, like, show everybody pictures of his shit. On, uh, I'm pretty sure phone. he hasn't grown up, though, because he was talking about him, his kid's shitting today, and that kid was just born. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Ah, God bless that guy, though. Bless his heart. Congratulations to uh, Rick of the Dead, by the way. Yeah, no doubt. In all uh, sin- sincerity. For having a, a healthy baby boy, by the way. Today, I think. Yeah. Well, actually, today would be tomorrow, so never mind. Well, yeah, it was uh, yesterday, which was, of course, Thursday. Yep, but congratulations. Like I'm saying, the times are changing. Yeah. Kinds of and it's weird because, yeah, we're doing... Uh, <laughs> A 10-year anniversary show next week, and I guess we need to start promoting the hell out of this, because we, I know we want to do a call-in portion, right? and we're going to have some some uh, old voices from the past on, hopefully. I don't know. I haven't really talked to you about that, but uh, I'm hoping that we can surprise a few people with some of the people that we're going to get on. I don't know if we're going to have any interviews or anything like that, but I think it's going to be a really fun show because we've got some, we've got some cool ideas planned out yeah. for it already. I hope it's one of those movies or one of those movies, one of those shows where like, um, you know, you bring back all the, the ghosts of dead pits past, so to speak. And everybody gets a, or a lot of people get a chance to come on and reintroduce themselves. Cause there might be people that don't even know about some of these, some of these people and the people that have been listening from the beginning, and there's quite a few that still listen, uh, will be amazed. I'd say. Yeah, I'm surprised people, anybody still listens to us at all because compared to when we started doing the show, which was guaranteed every week, guaranteed uh, phone calls every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's not, and a lot of that has to do with you and I have got a lot of shit going on now, unlike before, or we right. were just doing we could do whatever the hell we wanted to whenever the hell we wanted to. And a lot of that has to do with the horror genre, too. And, and we're going to talk about the year in horror this week on Dead Pit. It's going to be the entire show. And it's insane. I mean, we've, we're definitely going to talk about some movies um, that come out this year. And just some of our favorite picks of the year. Or least favorite or whatever. Um, but the uh, just the amount of horror films that came out in just say 2006 compared to the amount of horror films that's come out in 2015, you know, 2016, mm-hmm. the ones that's supposed to come out this year, not much. It's crazy because it's just a small fraction of the amount that come out 10 years ago. Yeah, it's like, I, well, I, it's funny that it kind of parallels uh, what's going on in wrestling and everything right now too? It's like there's these periods of a big boom, followed by eventually at some point a period of just absolute kind of 
nothing, just real, real lackadaisical mm-hmm. and everything, and that's where we're at right now. It seems. Yeah, like. it's 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 really based on I think a lack of creativity for both sides. For yeah, the, for the wrestling side and the the horror movie side. Just because, like, I think the movie studios are they're a lot more careful with the projects they pick now, and there's not been a horror movie for a long, long time that has been hugely successful. Mm-hmm. Like, think about that, really. I mean, there hasn't been, I think one of the last ones I can think of that was a big hit at the theater was The Conjuring, and that was like three or four years ago now. Yeah, I don't know. There's just not the interest in it that there once was, I don't think. And another thing, people aren't really putting out a lot of horror films anymore. They're not trying to, it doesn't seem like. No. It had its period of being, uh, you know, everything was, was huge, and people were looking forward to the films, and they were coming out like almost every week. And you just can't sustain that no matter what anyway. Like, even if it would have been, if every film would have been amazing, people would just get bored mm-hmm. with certain genres anyway. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah, as far as uh, the ten-year anniversary show that is happening, um, a week from today, we're going to do it, and you know, I think it's going to be one of those deals where we're going to probably record a lot of this stuff in advance because we have too much shit. That we want to do, um, to just do it all in one little, you know, night. So, ho- right. hopefully we can get, get together for a couple of nights, uh, this next week and prepare for this shit. Cause it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty cool and people get a kick out of it. Yeah. Isn't it amazing though that we have lasted 10 years? I mean, even if we don't do it every week or anything, the fact that we would still do it after 10 years all. I know. Pretty fucking insane. Yeah, it is. I was thinking about this the other day, man. I can't even keep track of all the people that have come and gone for the show. You know what I mean? Like that we could possibly get to be on the 10th anniversary show. Mm -hmm. There's been so many people that like were a part of it. I mean, there's been some people that hung around for a long time, and there's been a lot of people that came and went and at different eras of the show. Yeah, it is. It's insane. I mean, the. A lot of people really don't talk about message boards anymore, but I mean, when we had the Dead Pit message board, which was fucking insanely popular at one time, you know, back when we were, I think this was back when we were still doing MySpace shows and stuff like that. Yeah. And this was before Facebook really, you know, become a popular thing. And people were like, we just had so many personalities on that board. We had like a review section on that board and it was insane. It was insane time. And the horror genre was like very fucking, it was like white hot, you know, people were just excited about it and everything else. And, uh, you know, I think a lot like people, a lot like us, I mean, it's just hard to remain excited about a genre that, I mean, there are definitely some good films that came out this year and good stuff that come out this year, but you know, it's nothing that really gets you, you know, gets you dick hard. I guess what I'm saying where you're like, Oh, you know, and there was that like a few years ago. Like there'd be a couple of movies every year to get you excited, get you thinking about, you know. And I, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't see that movie this year, but I didn't, I didn't get that feeling from anything. No, no. I mean, you're right though. I mean, there used to be a lot 
of stuff that you would look forward to seeing, and you don't really see that that much anymore. And I don't, I think it just has to do with the cycle of films and, well, a lot of the people that we used to, uh, either dread to watch films, you know, it was kind of funny to make fun of their stuff, or really, really enjoy their films, just, they don't make that many films anymore. I mean, immediately Eli Roth comes to mind. He did make guy, The Green Inferno this year. Yeah. Or, well, he made that kind of last year. I don't know that through, by the way. Right. And it still didn't make any money at all. I actually do have that on Voodoo now, but I still haven't watched it. I've, uh, Good fucking luck, man. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. Right. I, I probably, I don't know if I'll ever watch it either, just because that, I'm, I'm not interested in a new cannibal movie. Like, uh, to me, because you know. Well, you one, really won't be interested in that, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? Because, I mean, they did it ten times better back in, like, 1980. So I don't, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you've seen Cannibal Frox and, uh, Cannibal Holocaust, and even shit like Jungle Holocaust, um, you know, they did it. And, and zombie, I'll put zombie kind of in there. It's kind of similar. Not, I mean, not cannibal, but I mean, I, the same feeling, you know, from those yeah. Caribbean, you know, uh, gut munching movies. I can't, for the life of me, understand why anybody would want to see a new one of those movies just because everything now, like, it, it's just too overdone and too, I don't know. It just looks too fake. And those movies back then, I mean, hell, I I still have great memories of like, you know, when we would have these um, every Halloween and most of the times on my birthday, we would go and rent. It could be Faces of Death movies. It could be the, some of the cannibal movies. And as a kid, that was like, that just was different. You know, you're a fan of Friday the 13th, Halloween, stuff like that. By God, if you pick up a Faces of Death movie, that's almost like going in a haunted house and watching something, right, when you're a kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. So. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's the problem. You said something different. And that's the, that's the reason why that doesn't work now. Cause it is, it's, it's the same equivalent. Like if, uh, if they were to say to you, you know, WCW, we're going to restart WCW right now. You know, like, it's not going to be like WCW in fucking 1996. It's going to be a shitty kind of rehash. They're not going to be able to do the same stuff that they did. And they're going to try to do it, like, the same way, but it's not going to be the same. It's going to look worse, and everybody, it's not going to be the same vibe. You just can't recreate certain things, and that's one of them. All right. I agree. So, anyway, uh, this particular show, we're going to go through some of the stuff that we saw this year. Um, and talk about some of our favorites, some of our least favorites. And we've done this show for, I'm pretty, I'm pretty much thinking every year since the very first Dead Pit mm-hmm. show, which we did a 2005 year in review in. If you want to go back and check that out, that's actually still up, uh, as well as every other motherfucking show that we've ever done on the Dead Pit uh, website and I appreciate all the donations you motherfuckers can send me for having goddamn 10 years worth of motherfucking shows on there for free. <laughs> so, and I don't want to hear. No, I know we did shows before this show, like before the uh, year interview show. 
Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't remember. This is the this is the first show that I actually remember doing. This is probably the first show we ever had any kind of fucking format for doing anything. No, the 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 first. You can see it. The I don't know if you remember this, Uncle Bill, because you know we're, we're we're getting up there in age. The very first show we did was a 2005 year in review show. I thought we did. I I could have sworn we did. Like other shows before that that were just kind of fucking rambling craziness. Oh, that that was rambling craziness. You need to go back and listen to I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I just remember it was really not very good. Um, And I think the first show where we actually had an idea of a format was we did a Friday the 13th special where we actually had the interviews and stuff up probably about three weeks, three or four weeks later. And uh, it all kind of snowballed from there. Jesus. Well, that just goes to show you then. It's been 10 years. Been a long time. I had always remembered, like you saying, that uh, the the year interview show was our first show, but I could have sworn that like, there was other shows before that that were just fucking us. Well, a lot of people don't, don't, about stuff. don't, yeah, don't realize that we used to ramble and ramble back and forth just without recording it for years prior to the Dead Pit show start. Right. So, anyway, yeah, this isn't going to be the typical show. Um, just going to be kind of a longer, um, you know, we're going to talk about movies a little bit, and it's going to be fun. So, you want to go ahead and get started, Uncle Bill? We'll go ahead and get this party started. Well, we, we, what we would normally do during these shows would have, like, what we thought, essentially what it boiled down to was the best and worst kind of things that we had seen. In all the, of all the different films that we had seen and things like that, if there's anything that kind of stood out from like, uh, I think we even may have broken it down into you know uh, like best performances or things like that at one point in time and just different shit like that. Yeah, we but just what have it boils the, down to is like uh, film wise, what were the ones that were most memorable and what were the ones that we hated. Yeah, we used to have like a pity awards thing too. We'd go all out for shit. Yeah, but, okay, so I guess a good place to start would be uh, what were some of our favorite favorite films that we had seen from 2015, and I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, and I was thinking about this today, uh, it has to be like probably my favorite horror film from the past year. I saw it in the theater, had no idea, had, hadn't heard anything about it, had no idea what it was about. Uh, no kind of word of mouth stuff that I heard about it. Um, didn't know anything about the plot. All this all like maybe a commercial for it. And thought that it was probably one of the best theatrical experiences that I'd had in, a, in you know, a couple of years was, uh, It Follows. Right. And I can tell you why pretty, pretty simply why that it was, uh, a, be- a better kind of experience was, um, there was really no CG. It didn't have that big of a budget. None of the actors were known. And it felt like a horror film that you would see back in the 80s. Because that's the way they used to make horror films. was just like get a bunch of jobbers together and put them in a film. You usually have like a main villain like Jason or Freddy or something like that. But, you know, you don't really, there's not, there wasn't a big name star or anything in it. And there wasn't a big name director attached to it or anything like that. And it just really caught me off guard that 
somebody attempted to make a movie like that again and it got you know popular enough that you could see it in Pikeville or whatever. Uh plus one thing that nobody ever concentrates on anymore that that film had that I loved was the soundtrack. This which wasn't it wasn't a soundtrack, I guess it was a score. Right. You actually um, got the I think you got, I you get the, the vinyl of it or whatever. Yeah, like I I haven't bought like I think that's the only vinyl I've bought of a new score to a movie. Yeah, and it, but, I think the, I mean it's just yeah the score is more of a throwback though it's not like you know it's kind of like a, a '80s movie almost right? Yeah, that that was the thing. Like it looked like I'm sorry, it sounded like it would be in any any like '80s. Um, kind of like slasher film that would come out. Uh, only it was made for a movie that was modern, but it did, they did a great job on it. It was catchy and, uh, and really, really atmospheric and nobody pays attention to that stuff anymore. I mean, every, to me anyway, like all the horror scores and soundtracks and stuff nowadays sound pretty much alike. Like there's a jump scare kind of thing. I think, what do they call it, like um, a tingler or something like that? I don't know what it's called, but like a stinger. I think that was it. Where you just, everything gets really, really low. Wow! Like, yeah, that's it. That's the whole freaking thing. But yeah. they, didn't, they didn't really do that. This no, they round. didn't do that. Um, yeah, I mean, the interesting thing about that movie, too, is it was like an independent film that was purchased. Um, I think it was the Weinstein Company. And, uh, it was one of those deals, like it kind of just came out of nowhere and they decided to release it in kind of a national level, really. Yeah. It almost reminded me of, um, I mean, this movie was more popular, I'm sure, but paranormal activity was the same deal. Like it was an independent movie that got a lot of attention, got picked up by a big name distributor and then got put out like all over the place. Um, but I really, for me, that movie was was exactly what I look for in a movie. I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's a it's kind of a shame that it never really. I mean, even though I'm looking on here, the budget was it had like a two million dollar budget and it made twenty point three million, so it did all right. But I mean, um, yeah, I mean it's a shame that a movie like that that's definitely a twist has a twist in it. And is something mm-hmm. different didn't become more of a hit, so we could see a few more horror movies out in the damn theater. You know what I'm saying? I know, and I think because it didn't do like huge business, that probably will keep things like that from coming out. But <clears throat> what it did that I appreciated was is it, it took a really, it took a unique idea, and then it didn't give you any backstory about why it was that it that it was going on. Mm-hmm. Which movies today never do that. They always give us like long ass explanation and history and like how stuff happens and why it happens and all this stuff and it just goes on and on and on. But this one was just like, this is what's happening. Now you watch it unfold for like 90 minutes and you never really find out why. Like what the, what it is even, what the origin of what's going on in the movie is and you never find any of that stuff out. And that's kind of the same thing as like Halloween or something like that. It's just you're following the story. And it's terrifying, and you don't know why. Right. And that makes it even more terrifying. So, yeah, it follows. A lot of people really 
Um, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about that movie. I still actually have never watched it all the way through. It was like one night where I was like, I'm fucking watching this movie or whatever. And I was just so fucking tired. I couldn't make it through it. So that's one that I still need to watch. One that I did check out though. I didn't watch a whole lot of like mainstream horror movies this year. Um, I was really surprised about because it was one that I probably wouldn't have watched had Sarah not been like, let's just watch it for some odd reason. She wanted to watch a horror movie. I don't know. Um, and that was Insidious Chapter 3, which I seen the second Insidious movie and I fucking hated it. I think you actually liked it a little bit. But like, I, 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 I was like, there's no fucking way this movie is going to be worth a damn at all. But I got to say, I was kind of surprised by it. I, I, I don't say, I won't say I loved it, but I enjoyed it the entire 90 minutes, however long it was. And I think it was like a prequel to the first, um, uh, two movies. And I think that that was a big, um, reason that I enjoyed it is they didn't try to follow the family and bu- and all that bullshit from the first two movies. Um, and I think that's where they made a mistake at in the second movie. They should have just, it should have just been another story, another group of another family or whatever, which is what it, what it was this time, even though it was kind of a, a prequel or whatever. And it's always good to see, uh, Dermot Mulroney, Back in the, you know, back in the mainstream scene, I'm a big fan of his. <laughs> but I, I can never watch anything. I can never watch anything he's without thinking about young guns. Like that's always the role that I'll associate that guy with. Dermot Moroni. That dude has been in a ton of shit though too. Like that's the funny thing. He's been in like a, I mean, throughout the nineties or I guess starting in the late eighties cause he was in young, young guns. Yellow. I think we're having some technical difficulties with Uncle Bill's line. Yeah. But, uh, you there? Yeah, I can hear you now. You you were breaking up on me there for a second. Hello. Yeah. You need to get the uh, Cracker Bottom Internet uh, fixed on there, buddy. You know what's so funny, though? Are you there? Oh, what is so right, funny, though? We got that just talking to you folks because we're having technical fixed. issues. Uncle Bill's Internet Issues the internet. Like What's so what funny people, is though, while like, we were trying you're to get up in a holler or whatever, that's what we call it. Resolved. It's kind of funny. You don't really live nowhere. up in a holler or anything, but um, your if internet you do, and you want high speed internet, five times what it costs, it costs a flat out fucking fortune. I don't know if you knew that or not. And it sucks. It's not really high speed. That's what's hilarious. No, no, it's not. So it does. It still sucks, even though I don't live up a holler per se. Like. No, I mean, you don't live way, I mean, you kind of, a little, you know, semi-holler maybe. Yeah. But, but it, the internet still sucks around here. Just the fact that it's Martin, I think, makes it suck. Yeah. The, it's the weirdest thing because Martin, like, it's, it doesn't have really anything worth a shit, but it has the nicest Rite Aid I've ever seen. 
<laughs> it does. What in the really fuck? Is. Like, that's a Rite Aid, like, straight out of Louisville or something, like a brand new one. I was telling somebody, when I, when that place first opened, I went in there and I was like, checking out, I was like, golly, but this place too nice to be in Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was thinking, what in the fuck? Why would they... It's Martin. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's like huge, but I guess it makes sense. A big pharmacy like that. They make yeah. a fortune. It's true. So anyway, I, it sounds like we've got these issues resolved. Um, so what, what the fuck were we even talking about? I think we just got done talking about it follows and we were, we were talking about getting ready to start talking about, um, Insidious. Yeah. Insidious. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> and Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. Him being yeah. in Young Guns and, yeah. yeah, all yeah, that. Dirty, Dirty Dave or whatever the hell his name was. Um, so yeah, I mean, the Insidious movies, like the first movie, I love the first movie, of course, like, amazing, but, you know, the second movie I was kind of down on, really. I mean, I, I thought it was shitty, really, and didn't have much hope for this one, probably never would have watched this one, but, I was pleasantly surprised by this one. I, th- I thought it was actually pretty decent. Yeah, well, I think what you're saying is true, though. The biggest thing it had going for it is it didn't try to really, like, piggyback off the first one, which is what the second one did. That was probably the biggest problem with the second one is it tried to be, like, expand on it and all that. Yeah, I and mean, this one, the only connection, really, with the first two movies is Lynn Shay and how she met up with the... You know, her assistants or ghost hunters or whatever, uh, from the, from the first movie. Yeah, there's a lot of people that talk bad about the Insidious movies just in general and stuff, but I've always liked them. I always thought all of them were interesting and, uh, kind of, kind of unique in, in the way that the first one was done. You talk about a good score and things like that. The first one right. had that. Right. And, uh, I, I really liked all of them. I don't have any bad thing to say about, about them. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a pretty good movie. I mean, I, it came out for about a minute in the theater, I think. I don't think it did very well. You know the, the biggest problem I have with that movie, though? What? The girl. Like, the main girl just annoyed me for some reason. She did seem like she was like a direct-to-video actress. Yeah. You know, I will say that. But uh, she was, yeah, eh. So, continuing on, I'm looking on the Wikipedia page here. There might be other horror movies that came out. Um, but it looks like they only have a list of maybe fucking like 20, 25. Really? Yeah. And most of these didn't come out in a the theater either. Like they fucking have Sharknado 3 on here. Oh, hell yeah. That was awesome movie. That movie's actually called Oh Hell No, by the way. That's Is funny it? you said that. Yeah, like, like <laughs> that's the, uh, <laughs> That's a little. Uh, I didn't even know. Yeah, that. you said, "Oh hell yeah!" And I was like, "No, oh hell no!" That's. Oh hell no. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mean, of, of the movies on this list, like I attempted to watch a couple of them. Uh, yeah, I never did. I never did finish a lot of them. What's What's another one that uh, you checked out? Uh, well, I would tell you that, except I can't pull my list up because the goddamn internet bro won't let me do it. Oh, that's true. Well, I can go through a couple of them. Maybe you've checked these out. One that, uh, I attempted to watch. Um, I, most of these, I'm going to be negative on most of these because like I said, I couldn't even finish the motherfucking movies. Uh, the Lazarus effect. Holy shit, man. Okay. I did actually watch that on, uh, Voodoo. Did yeah. you watch that? I'd attempted to. I 
fucking just turn it off like I gave up. Man, okay, here's here's the deal with that movie. It's as if somebody directly thought to themselves, I'm going to take uh, Flatliners and mix it with Event Horizon. And just that's exactly what I'm going to do. Like, I'm just going to take both those movies, the plot behind both those movies. You know, put it, does, it, together. it does have an Event Horizon vibe to it. Yeah. From what I remember, you know, and the fact that I just didn't want to finish it like at all. I didn't even want to make it to the middle of it. <laughs> the the plot itself, though, is exactly almost exactly like Flatliners. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen it, though. I mean, it. okay, so in Flatliners, there's a group of, like, college med students or something like that that get together, and they're trying to figure out, like, if they can bring somebody back to life or, or something like that. And then they decide that they're going to use themselves as guinea pigs, and they end up, bring when they bring one of them back, I think it's Kiefer Sutherland at first, like, they bring him back, and then he, he it also brings back, like, this kind of demonic shit from his past that he keeps seeing now in the in the present. And that's basically the exact fucking plot of that movie, except she turns into this demon or whatever rather than some other uh, you know, thing that comes comes back with her. And I was just like, God I mean that's that just way too close to the to that movie for me. Yeah. And this is another one that uh I don't know, let me look it up here. I don't think it was very successful. Well, fuck. Um, considering it was only, uh, it, it actually did make quite a bit of money. $3.3 million budget and made $64.1 million. Jesus. How the hell did that happen? I have no idea, really. <laughs> it's not very good. Yeah. It's just because nothing, I mean, it rips off that movie. Those two movies, to me, it rips them off completely. And then nothing really happens, like, towards the end of it. There's a lot of really horrible CG in it, and that's about it. Another one that was, there's no way I was going to finish this. Because I had no clue that, okay, I'm going to talk about The Gallows. This was another one I tried to watch on Voodoo. I didn't I didn't get 10 minutes in that movie. Yeah. Oh. Like, you know, the, the plot of the movie sounded interesting. It sounded like, you know, um, something along the lines of like Prom Night or, you know, some sort of revenge slasher movie. I had no clue the entire movie wasn't one of those shot on video deals. Yeah. Like it's the whole, I, that's I, the whole movie. I was like, I thought it was just the beginning. That's why I couldn't get through it. Like I started watching it. Yeah. And it was just so, the quality and stuff was so bad and the way they were doing it was so bad that I just couldn't do it. Because I've had enough of those movies. Well, I mean, I, I thought that just the beginning, which was like telling the, setting up the story, like that was caught on, uh, you know, basically the plot of the movie was there was this play called The Gallows, right, in the mid-90s or whatever, and uh, during a, a scene from the, uh, I mean, in the play or whatever, a kid gets killed. Mm-hmm. Um and you think, oh, okay, they're going to make it a real movie after that. But no, the whole fucking movie. And I just wasn't ready for that, you know. And I'm, I don't think I've heard any good things about the movie anyway, so I don't think we missed out on too much. The weirdest part about that movie to me was that it fucking made it to theaters. Like, that doesn't look like anything it should ever be in theaters to me. No, and I'm looking 
I'm also looking on Wikipedia for this one too, and this one had a hundred thousand dollar budget, according to Wikipedia. I can believe that. Yeah, and it made forty two point seven million. Jesus, man! No wonder they make this stupid shit all the time. Really? Yeah, well, those movies definitely don't cost much to make. I mean, I feel bad for you if you paid to see that in the theater, and then I feel really bad for you if you stayed for the whole friggin' thing. Did you see? I'll tell you one though. Real quick that I did see that I really fucking liked. And, uh, uh, Vanny and me were talking about this, uh, a couple of days ago actually. And that you would never in a million years think that I would like a movie like this either, but I did. Uh, Unfriended. I don't know if you, uh, if you watched that movie, it's on Voodoo too. I think that's another one I attempted, but isn't it like all on like a webcam or something like that? Yeah, that's the thing about it that makes it kind of, uh, I would say it would be annoying for some people to try to watch it. But it's all, it all takes place on like basically like Skype, like a, a video chat Skype kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so the, the part of the movie is pretty basic. It's like, and it, it's an 80s slasher plot is what it is. Group of kids, like the modern area, this group of kids bully this girl to the point where she commits suicide. And essentially her ghost comes back and haunts their, it's like a demon more than a ghost really, but it haunts their, uh, computer, gets onto their computer and, uh, they're all on this video chat and this girl, you know, the ghost, this girl, whatever, systematically starts killing them off one by one while they're all watching like, you know, on this video thing. I thought it was really good and it's really, really creepy the way they did it and, mm-hmm. Uh, also the, uh, the death scenes, the kills and everything are really, really good. Isn't it like a, it's a really short movie too, right? Don't really Yeah, like, it's only like 80 minutes or something like yeah. that. 80 some minutes. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked it. Did you get to see Krampus? That one came out this year too, just recently. Never, never saw it. No, that's yeah. one I didn't get to see. Same director of Trick or Treat. Heard mixed reviews on it, to be honest, but some people really like it, so. Oh, Krampus. Um, Let's see. Slim Pickens, bull Slim Pickens. Poltergeist remake, I saw that for some oh, fucking gosh. reason. I have no clue why I watched it. But yeah. Who the fuck was it that said they loved that? Was it Adam Beck? I don't know. I, I've i lost any respect for anybody that said they liked that. Or Somebody said they really liked it, and I think it was him. I really do think it was him. Man, now, if the, I'm wrong, he'll tell me, I'm sure. Okay, it's one of those movies, though. I'm going to be completely honest, where you like the first 15, 20 minutes, you're like, oh. Well, this, this ain't that bad. I mean, what the hell is the big deal about people, you know? But then, you know, you see the other hour and 40 some minutes or however hell long it was. I think it, like I watched the extended cut, which was a little bit longer, unfortunately. Mm. Um, and you're like, God damn, this, what the fuck? When the hell is this going to end? <laughs> like I could only imagine setting my ass in a movie theater watching it, which you probably did. No, I didn't see that. No, you didn't. Did, thankfully, no. Like, you know, back in the day, you and I would see all kinds of them. We're like, God, my ass is hurt. I want to get the fuck up out of here. When is some bitch going to be over? Yeah, pretty much every remake I've ever seen in a movie theater was like that, to be honest. Yeah, I have. I still have vivid memories of Rob Zombie's Halloween seeing that in a damn theater. I think the one that got me, though, in terms of just sitting there being like, God, I want to leave, was the Fog remake. I can like yeah. remember that. <laughs> yeah, that's another. Just being one. like, 
Jesus Christ, is it ever going to end? Those movies <laughs> came out. Didn't those movies? Well, no, wait. The Fog remake came out before the Halloween remake, right? I think so. Yeah. They both came out the same year, though, didn't they? I can't even remember. It seems like that one might have come out in like 2005 or 2006. I think uh, the Fog remake did come out in 2005, actually. Yeah, and then Halloween remake came out in 07. Yeah. So. Anyway, it, they're both horrible in different ways, though. But but uh, the Poltergeist remake is exactly like what you're saying, though. It's it's kind of like the Fog remake in that nothing happens for like a really long time. It's bad. Yeah, and you're sitting there watching it, and at some point you get really sick of just watching a little kid go through a series of jump scares and just yeah, follow. It's like nothing happens in it. At all. Yeah. Like, it goes for probably a good hour, hour and 15 minutes where there's not a damn thing. I mean, the first 10, 15 minutes, you're like, well, this is not too bad. You know, like I was saying, but, oh, man, it's brutal. It does feel brutal. like, though, that they took every memorable thing about out of Poltergeist, and all they thought that they had to do was just take the same idea and recreate it now. They didn't put any thought into how to make that scary or anything like that. They just recreated it. And it's just, it doesn't work because you've already seen it. You've seen the exact same thing done 30 years ago, really. Mm-hmm. And it, there's nothing nothing new about that whatsoever. It's really, really yeah. a boring movie. Yeah, horrible. Horrible. I'll tell you one, I, one I did see, though, in the theater. And um, this is one that definitely needs to be talked about because people there's a lot of people that like it and there's a lot of people that like a lot of bullshit but uh is green inferno and yeah. you haven't seen this one have you you haven't seen this one yet no you will see it though i'm about guaranteed i don't know if i will or not really yeah i don't really like i was saying we were talking about this a little bit earlier i don't i'm not really down with modern uh, to me, the cannibal movies, I have no interest in seeing a new cannibal movie. Especially one that's directed by Eli Roth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, maybe out of curiosity, if I'm bored one day, I might put it on or whatever. Because I am going to add it to Voodoo sometime. It's, somebody sent me the code for it, so I want to add it to Voodoo, so we'll have it. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I can tell you that when you do watch it, if you ever do watch it, it will be, it's a waste of time. Here's the thing, I guess I should say this. If you've seen as many movies as we have, and there's seen as many like cannibal films and things like that, and, and those type of movies, exploitation movies from the 80s like that, then you watch this movie, you should, if you've got any sense whatsoever, Get the feeling like, well, why the hell would I want to watch this? Because like I've seen all this other stuff that was like ten times more intense and gory and things like that, and it, and it's just a really kind of watered down rehash of all those kinds of movies. And that's the feeling that I had. I was like, why even bother doing a movie like this if you're not going to try like to just make it completely over the top? Now, what would be the point? And I watching that movie, I was like. You know, I don't, I don't watch movies like this for acting or the plot or any kind of social kind of thing, commentary. You, know, you only watch those movies for one thing, and that's the gore factor. And it, the, nothing about that movie was any better than the movies that came out with the 80s. And it was, another thing I hate about it too is it, 
it seems like it was just kind of cobbled together with a bunch of really lame ideas that were put together at one time. There's a, there's a scene in it where it goes from being like a really serious kind of horrific movie to all the cannibals end up, uh, they don't smoke pot, but they end, they have this big like, um, I don't know what you call it, like oven thing that a bunch of, they put a bunch of marijuana into and they all end up getting high and there's like a goofy slapstick you kind get of. Tally yeah. in it. It should. I, you know what? That would that'd be something that would actually fit in that movie because <laughs> it's just so like ridiculous and the whole thing is just goofy as shit and then it goes back like right after that there's a scene where everybody's just, you know, they're, they're it's like a Cheech and Chong movie. And then it goes right, tries to go from that right back into, you know, being a cannibal. It's just so, it's such a misguided movie. Yeah. Like he, he just doesn't know what he's doing. Like Eli Roth said this from the beginning and I continue, he continues to prove you right. He has no idea what the hell he's doing. He's kind of dumb. <laughs> he really is like, I don't know. I guess he, he, he is friends with Tarantino and Tarantino gets favors done for him and stuff like that. I mean, Eli Roth hasn't had a successful movie in 10 years. The first, no, I guess not. Yeah, the first hostile movie, that was the last, you know, successful film that he, he had made. The hostile sequel, the hostile two bombed and his career was shelled for a few years. Yeah. And it should yeah. remain shelved, in my opinion. It should, definitely. After that, I don't know how it could recover. Yeah. So, um, continuing on, though, uh, Sinister 2, did you check that one out? God, unfortunately, yeah, I did. Not very good. Uh, that's another one. That one might be one of the worst, actually, to come out. I think they waited too long for Sin- When did the first Sinister movie come out? I don't even remember now, man. I watched it. I think it was like uh, probably four or five years ago or something. I liked it. I remember liking it pretty good. Yeah, I love that movie. That's why I was really excited about part two in a way because it looked really good. But the biggest problem with that movie, no doubt in my mind, was they had a bunch of child actors in that movie. A bunch. Like four or five different child actors that carried the whole movie. And man, if you're going to do that, like you seriously have to have kids that do not get annoying and can actually kind of act. And that movie did not have either one of those things. Like, those kids were awful. Right. Just You just, you never for one second believe, and they're trying to be evil a lot through the movie and stuff, and you never for one second believe any of that. And that kind of takes me out of the movie. Because you can tell, like, they're just acting and trying to be, like, the director just told them, you know, give, like, a real creepy look. And then say this line, it just, it, none of it works. <laughs> Cause of that, really. Yeah, I, I mean, that's one, too, that I don't think that one was out, like, in a theater very long. It didn't seem like to me. Cause I don't even remember it coming out, to be honest. Shouldn't have been. I tell you that. Like, the first movie really concentrated on the, the, uh, the origin story of that guy. I forget his name now. He's got a name I can't remember. The Boogeyman. Boogeyman, yeah. And, uh, which was, which was probably a really, really good idea. And this movie concentrates on this group of kids that were his victims that try to take this other kid into their lot. 
And that's where they fucked up, man, because they just, those kids are awful actors. And they, don't, I, they didn't have a budget to get really good kids, I'm sure. So, yeah, I feel like I can't even rock, like, I don't know. I, there's so been so many that I haven't seen, but, I mean, that's my name for the fact that I didn't really have an interest in it. To me, the first, I think the first uh, Sinister movie came out in, like, 2012, maybe. So that wasn't I, that, I saw it on DVD, so I don't even know when it really came out on. Maybe it was, yeah, 2012. So that wasn't that long ago, I guess. That wasn't, but it just seemed like, I don't know. That movie wasn't like sequel material, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it kind of took everybody by surprise, actually, from what I remember about, you know, how good it was and how much people liked it and everything. So, but I don't think they ever imagined it would be a, it'd have a sequel like that. And no, it's kind of a one-off movie, from what I remember. Um, it's not the direction I would have gone with a sequel either. Anything else that you could think of? I can't, I don't really, see, I mean, you mentioned The Visit, which you really enjoyed. Um, yeah, and I just someone. watched that, like, um, I just watched that a couple of days ago, uh-huh. actually. Um, as I was trying to think, I was like, you know, God almighty, you know, Shyamalan has been a part of so many horrible movies in the last couple of years that I just couldn't imagine anything that, that he could be associated with that would actually be halfway decent. But it really was, uh, because the twist in it, like I was saying, there's always going to be a twist in his movies, you know that. Like anything he's got to do with, it's not his movie, I don't think, but he produced it. Um, is really, really good, and the two people that they got to be the, the couple, the elderly couple in it, is really, really creepy. And there's just scenes in that movie that, really get to you like there's one scene where this is basically the the basic plot is there's these two kids that stay with their grandparents because their mom doesn't want anything to do with the grandparents because they got into a fight when she was a kid and she hasn't talked to them in years so all of a sudden out of the blue they want the grandparents want to see the uh want to see their grandkids so they want them to come up there and spend a week with them so they come up there and then all this weird shit starts to happen and there's just one scene where they the kids go outside and the grandparent the grandfather's like he's got a shotgun in his mouth and one of the kids like walks in into the room and the grandfather's like oh I'm, I'm just cleaning it I'm just cleaning it and starts like freaking out and all that stuff and mm-hmm. it's just it's so many weird kind of creepy scenes like that that are through it and you're trying to figure out what the hell's going on like why are they acting this way and then you <laughs> when you find out you're like oh shit. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah, I, I may watch that this weekend at some point, like because we do have that one. That's I think you you saw it on Vudu, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we do have a Vudu, uh, a shared Vudu account, folks. If somebody wants to send us some Vudu codes, we can watch more movies. That yeah, way. it's it's that's I'd, really the only way I watch movies anymore. You know what's funny is that like I was thinking about that too, like how much that has changed. From like when we started, oh, we'll talk about more of this probably next week, but yeah, it was like the awesomest thing ever to have, you know, free DVDs and Blu-rays and stuff like that. And we'd actually, I think we had a couple of videos where we would do the draft lottery <laughs> and pick out what, you know, we'd both bring in Blu-rays yeah. that we got yeah. and we'd pick which ones we got to keep. And now we don't give a we fuck at all. Now for anything, at least I know I would. 
<laughs> no, I mean, I still... I'll tell you this, though. This yeah. is kind of... A, what were you saying? I said I still get stuff in, and uh, they're at my parents' house, just, you know, random weird shit. Most of the time it's from, like, Impulse Pictures. What's the softcore... Yeah, fucking like, Tokyo. 70s, yeah, and 70s porn loops and stuff. <laughs> Don Mike Jr., man, he's a weird I can tell you a funny story, though. Yeah, Don Mike Jr. is kind of creepy in the, in the fact of that impulse picture stuff. The last um, Blu-ray thing that I bought, and this has probably been the only Blu-ray I bought in the last six months, it's kind of a funny story. Speaking of films of 2015, is I went and saw the uh, Star Wars movie, and I just got to a kick of uh, wanting to see like all the all the Star Wars films. So I watched the watched four or five and six. The you know uh, Star Wars: Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and then we were like. All right, we should probably watch the prequels, even though I fucking just remember hating the prequels. And I didn't have any of them. I didn't have a single one of them on uh, Blu-ray or DVD or anything like that. So that was the last thing I bought was the uh, Star Wars prequels on Blu-ray. And, oh, my God, I wish to God I hadn't done that, actually. You didn't enjoy those? No, man. Like, I would almost rather watch anything than those movies. <laughs> Like, that's the most boring shit that yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Which is funny because it's got, like, so much shit's going on in it that you would think it would be exciting, but it's not. It's just like, it's like a cat watching a, you know, trying to keep up with everything that's going on. It's just like, you know, it's funny, though. bouncing back and forth on, there's so much stuff on the screen. Reminds me, uh,. It's a funny, it's just happened yesterday. Cause I've been looking, like they've got thousands and thousands of new Star Wars toys out and figures and stuff like that. And for years, I've always wanted a little Yoda figure that's got the lightsaber and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And, uh, cause to me, I mean, when, when you get to the prequels and stuff, the coolest thing about the prequels is I think it was in the second one, the second prequel or whatever with, uh, Count Dooku and Yoda having their, uh, their say, lightsaber battle. To me, that was one of the coolest scenes in any of the, any of the, uh, Star Wars prequels. But the bad thing is about that figure that I got is it actually comes with the, uh, Anakin Skywalker, you know, the Hayden Christensen figure <laughs> is with it. Yeah. It's like a two-pack. Yeah. It's pretty bad. But I've got them both here on my desk. For some reason. That's pretty funny, though. Emo, uh, emo Anakin. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, Star Wars. We'll talk about Star Wars at some point. I haven't seen it yet. You've seen it. Everybody else has seen it. Uh, I'm late, but I want to hopefully get to watch it this weekend. Uh, I've not had any luck convincing uh, Sarah to go, go watch it with me yet, but hopefully, uh, hopefully this weekend I'll get to see it. It's one of those movies. It's a, it seems to be a very divisive movie. Like, um, 
I guess all movies like that are now anyway, but it, it's definitely, you know, like uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Uh-huh. People just shit all over that movie. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, man. Like, there's just, there's a bunch of people that are going to shit on no matter what, but it's really not that bad, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I I've seen mainly positive things, but maybe I just haven't looked in the right spot, but yeah, I'd say that, and like I was saying, I predicted it months ago, not very hard prediction. That's going to be the biggest drawing movie ever. And it's already, I think it already broke Avatar records yeah. and shit, so. And it just come out in China, I think this, or it's going to come out in China this weekend. So, yeah. It's whipping on nice. Yeah, it's hard to believe that, Av- that Avatar is the number one movie, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I liked Avatar and everything, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people, you know, mark the fuck out for Avatar that much. But it was a good movie. And what the fuck happened to the sequels for Avatar, by the way? Well, you know how James Cameron is, man. It takes him fucking 20 years to make a new movie. Yeah. Avatar is already eight years old, by the way, which is strange. Anyway, anywho, um, any other uh, movie you can think of, like mainstream horror movie that you want to mention on here? I was trying to think, like, if I'd seen, I mean, I know I've seen more in theaters than that, because uh, I was, I still try to see any of those movies um, in theaters that I can, any horror movie that I can, and things like that, um, but I can't think of any, to be honest. Across off my head, any others? Yeah, there there is uh, one though that we want to talk about on here that you know it. I don't know if it's a horror movie or not, but it it's uh, definitely along the lines of of the types of films that people enjoy that listen to our show. And a lot of people are talking about it. And I finally sat down and started watching it. It's a ten part. Um, I don't know if it's a mini-series, a docu-series, or whatever the hell you want to call it. I don't know. Making a Murderer, which is a Netflix documentary series, uh, 10 hour long, 10 plus hour long, I guess. I don't know how long it was. It was like some episodes were 50 minutes, some were like 118 minutes um, or 60-some minutes or whatever. 66 minutes. No, it's four. The episodes were from 47 minutes to 66 minutes in length. I'm looking on here, so... Um, All right, before we start this conversation, then, how far along are you in the into it? I'm done with it. I finished it. Oh, are you? Have no, you no. Have you finished it? Yeah, I finished it uh, about, a, I'd say it was about a week ago. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I watched so, it all. I just want people to, people to know that there probably would be uh, spoilers for the rest of the conversation, because there ain't no way to talk about it without having some Well, sort of I mean, we can... Thing. Yeah, briefly mention the plot, of, or just really what the documentary covers. I mean, it's an interesting story that I wasn't really that familiar with. Were you familiar with the story before you watched the documentary? The only way I was at all familiar with it was I remember one time reading an article on Cracked, Cracked.com that was talking about, like, they always have these lists, and they're talking about like the top times that somebody got convicted of a crime, 
and got freed and then did another crime after that. Like, and that was in just in passing, I read that article and I remember him being in it. And that was probably about six or seven months ago or something like that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I had no kind of knowledge about it, about it, the circumstances or anything. Well, anyway, to give you give you a rundown, it's, it's, it follows uh, Steve Avery, who was in jail for like, what was it, 18 years in prison? for uh, 18 fucking years, yeah. Yeah, for rape of a lady. And it was later... Uh, Exonerated. Uh, DNA evidence, you know, DNA uh, evidence that was found at the scene they could finally test properly or whatever, and it it was proven that he it wasn't him. So, two years after the fact that he's released, he's I think he's free for about two years, from what I, I can remember with the timeline. Another woman goes missing. And, um, they find, uh, of course, all his family live to get, live around close to each other and they run this salvage yard with all, they have all these old vehicles, just a big junkyard. They find the ladies, uh, vehicle covered up in the junkyard. And, you know, it kind of all starts from there. But there are quite a few questionable things that's done. This documentary, you know, without giving anything away yet, and we will have to give some stuff away, reminds me very much of the Paradise Lost documentaries. I mean, it's it's along those same lines, the, the West Memphis 3 documentaries. Having more technical issues, uh... I don't know how long I was talking there before you could. Yeah, it's still. It's still saying that there's like an internet connection problem. Okay. Well, we're going to have to shorten this show a little bit. I'm already recording it back. We have some technical issues here, but it happens from time to time. Basically, I was talking about the similarities, though, of uh, the West Memphis 3 documentary, the Paradise Lost documentaries in this documentary here. Yeah, I think it's a big similarity to it, especially the fact that it will probably, a couple of things, it'll probably cause the, the, there to be a retrial, <laughs> like what happened with uh, them and things too. Uh, and it'll, people will be talking about it for, I'd say, years. Yeah, and it's one of those deals too, like uh, 10 episodes, like I said, roughly an hour piece. And you get through the first couple episodes and you're hooked. You're watching the rest of them. Like, you know, it's kind of binge watching, uh, show. You'll get it it's done. It's got in a no great, time. it's, it's got the greatest hook ever in the fact of it being guy gets out of jail after 18 years for not doing a crime that he's, you know, was convicted of and then commits an even worse crime. You know what I mean? Supposedly anyway. Mm-hmm. Like that's the best hook because First of all, there's all this kind of history of him being set up from the first crime and then wanting to get him, you know, convicted no matter what, basically. And then you're like, well, it's already happened to him once. There's always a possibility that they could just try to do the same shit again. Right. 
And the thing is, the interesting part now, of the story is, is he was in the midst of suing for like 400 and some million dollars, right? Yeah. Right when all this stuff was happening. So, you know, I don't know what happened. All I know is, you know, there was enough questionable shit for me to not 100% think that that dude did it. Well, not only that, but just the way that they went about the investigation and everything, there should be there should be a retrial just for that. You know, I mean, even if he did it, like there's a really good chance that that he may have even just he may have done that anyway. But even if he did, you you just the way the police carried that whole thing out was absolutely ridiculous. And especially for his nephew or whatever, man. That was some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever seen, I think. I don't know. What the hell was the deal with the, like, that fucking guy looked like he put on 100 pounds when he was in jail or something. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. Or it looked like somebody beat the shit out of him. His face looked swollen as fuck. I was like, what in the hell happened to him? But, yeah, I mean, it was uh, very similar to, like, the Jesse Miss Kelly uh, confession. That's what I was thinking because yeah, this dude's was clearly same thing. Yeah. yeah, he's clearly not, uh, not got that much of a head on his shoulder, you know. And he's being interviewed without his lawyer, which his lawyer fucking sucks anyway. <laughs> you know, if you watch the documentary, True. his lawyer basically is like, just confess. You know, that's shitty. Everybody should have like yeah, a, they, they did so. They did so many things wrong with the uh, interrogation and the questioning and things like that, that. That, but that's what's so funny about this documentary more than anything is you know this shit, this kind of stuff goes on all the time, and like this is that you know they never had any idea those police officers and investigators that any of that would ever be kind of brought to light in a documentary or anything like that where people would actually examine what they were doing i mean i'm sure they've gotten away with doing shit like that for you know 20 years mm-hmm. and it's never been nobody's ever looked at it you know so they just thought they could do whatever the fuck they wanted and it would be the same thing would happen and it's funny to me now to watch them scramble and shit like that because now that people are talking about it and everything. Yeah. But it's really like, it's, uh, by the way, huh? I mean, I was going to say, you know, Nancy Grace has basically dedicated her entire show to fucking, uh, talking to, to basically she's against the documentary and the people that made the documentary and all that stuff. Like she's like adamantly for the police. Oh, is she talking about the documentary on her show? Oh yeah, that's all her show's been for like the last two or three days. Really? I I didn't even know she still yeah. had a damn show. <laughs> so what is it, headline news or something like that? I think so, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's I was a, skimming by there earlier. That was the thing that she a, was talking about. That's a great documentary though. Like I was I was pleasantly surprised by that one. Because most Netflix, like, original stuff, I don't really have any interest in watching, to be honest with you. It's just not my thing. But, yeah, I mean, 
I'm hoping they do more stuff along these lines. I almost guarantee they will now because that's like been one of the most popular things they've ever put out, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, if anybody wants to check that out, it's probably been my favorite movie of the year, to be honest with you, um, that I can recall. I mean, it's the one that gets you thinking about, wow, they fucked that guy over. And that kid over, too, especially. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, that kid, that kid was probably worse than than him, even. But, yeah, my my pick for horror film would be It Follows, but my just general pick for, like, the thing that I most enjoyed watching. And, man, no joke that I watched almost all those back-to-back. Like, I binge-watched the episodes. Like, I started watching it, hadn't heard anything at all about it, and then just got, like, immediately hooked into it and just watched, like, one right after the other, after the other, after the other. And it's got to be my pick for probably the most enjoyable thing I've watched all year. Yeah, I definitely agree. I was I was uh, taken back by it, actually. And um, the thing that's so funny about the, you know, the, the Brendan, the boy, he was only like 16, 17 at the time. Had he not confessed or said a word... He would have been fine. You know what I'm saying? They didn't have it. Yeah, he'd never been convicted. They didn't have it. They didn't have anything on him at all. No. I mean, that's the thing that's so disturbing. Like they had nothing, nothing, and they couldn't even substantiate any of those stories that he was telling. Like he was, you know. Talking about raping her on the bed or whatever. Nothing was ever, you know, if there was a lot of blood and stuff on the bed, wouldn't the mattress have been gone? Why did they still have an old mattress there? And they couldn't find any blood on it, you know. None of the stories added up at all. Balls. technical issues I don't I, I, you know I don't know about Steve Avery but just whenever you hear him talk when you when hey player guys we have had an insanely shitty show. I want to be honest with you. It's been like we've we've had dealt with this bullshit the entire show. Uh, I wanted to do a little bit of a longer show, but the internet and Cracker Bottom not working for us. But anybody that's interested, check out making a murderer. <coughs> On Netflix. It's, it's awesome. You will enjoy it. It's, uh, yeah, it, it's a fun way. It's, you know, this weekend, check it out. And I'm going to go ahead and call it a show simply because, um, you know, a, yeah, it's just not working out for us tonight. So next week we are doing the 10 year anniversary show and it's going to be awesome. Hopefully, 
Um, we were, <laughs> we're going to plan this shit way in advance and have most of this stuff in the can for you guys. And we're going to do live call-ins, uh, hopefully Wednesday night, 8 p.m., 1606-658-0185. You remember that number? Same fucking number. Uh, let's see, what night will that be? That'll be the 14th. That'll be on the 14th. Um, no, it'll be the, th- I don't know what night it'll be. We'll talk about it on, stay tuned to the Dead Pit Facebook page. Um, did we do it on Wednesday night or did we do it on Thursday? I don't even remember what day we did it on, but I remember the number. one six zero six six five eight zero one eight five. Call it next week. Um, I'll send out, you know, blast messages telling all you guys. And, yeah, we will see you guys next week on the original Horror Talk Radio Show. Hope to God it's better than this show's been. This show's been hell. But anyway, we'll see you guys on deadbeard.com.